Welcome back to Get Fitty With It. I'm your co-host, Mary Sorensen. I am your other co-host, Holly Stark, and we are on a roll today, people. Yes, this is our second podcast. You guys wouldn't know that, though. Yeah, you wouldn't know that, but we just had like a very intense conversation in our last one. So we did a little reset, made Mary do some breath work, and now we're here. Yes. So with that, um, today's going to be something we haven't really done in a while, honestly, more of a, a topic that we, okay, that's a lie. We always focus on a topic, but um, I feel like we don't usually do. ramble. That's true. <laughs> um, I feel like we haven't done a topic lately where it's not just like kind of based on what's going on in our lives that past week or upcoming week or something like that. So um, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about number obsession when it comes to health. And by that, just so we can start to get into kind of what that means, um, because some people haven't experienced this. Um, Mm -hmm. So what do we mean by the number obsession? So I think it can mean multiple, multiple different things. So like number one would be like, like calories. I was going to say it differently, but then that's calorie counting um tracking in general yeah tracking I think that that's like even if it's like points and stuff um that can become an obsession and then also like number on the scale or number with like um measurements yes or number I got another one numbers on your clothes I was gonna say even numbers on weights that too that yeah silly, but like no I agree sometimes we often especially if you're newer, will push yourself because you're like, well, I used to do 50 pounds on this, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been three years. He still can't do 50 pounds. You got to start with 10. I'll give you an opposite of that though, for like lighter weights. Like I'll look at three pound weights. Cause I just did, um, one of Kendall's, uh, punching ones. Mm-hmm. And she was like, use one to three pound weights. She's like three's a lot. I only have threes. I don't have one or two. So I was doing it and Holy crap, did my arms burn. And I'm like, why am I doing three pound weights? Like, this isn't like, this is nothing. I should be oh. lifting like tens. It's like, it's so like the number game is like very much like that with the weights too. So I'm glad you said Definitely. that. Yeah. So, I mean, and I'm sure you can take this in other ways as well, but this is something that we both struggled with, especially I would say mm-hmm. on the food side, probably the most. Um, mm-hmm. So we want to talk a little bit about just getting to that place, kind of what this means, how you can help yourself kind of work through these things if you are there. Um, but also just knowing that the numbers don't fucking care. Do you feel good? Do you feel fueled? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're having a good workout? Do you feel like you're doing enough? That's what matters. Yeah. So with that being said, let's talk, let's start with kind of how food. Yeah. I was gonna say food, because I think that's kind of how we both started getting it obsessed with numbers. So let's talk a little bit about like our not starting journeys. Cause I know, obviously we've shared that before, but kind of how we started getting to that, that first obsession place with food or numbers. I'll have you go first. Yes. So when I first started getting into like, okay, so growing up, I was fortunate to be like an athlete. What are you doing? I just want to see if you notice <laughs> You were like frozen for a minute there too. Yeah, holding really still, I think. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry for the mistake. Um, Holly's just doing zoom zoom ups on the camera. Um, anyway, so 
when I first started in like fitness and health and things like that, actually, I just messed up again. I was an athlete growing up. I was a three sport athlete. I was always active. We had like a huge backyard growing up. We would always like ride bikes. We would do things like that, like run around, like like losing weight was never something that I like had to worry about, I guess, in my like young adulthood, not young adulthood, like younger ages. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it started when I exited high school because it was like, you didn't have gym class anymore. You didn't have sports. Like now you're on your own to like do things. Um, So like all throughout high school, like I would like go to Taco Bell and like eat stuff like that. And like, I mean, I did have a issue with like eating during that time too, where I would like eat a yogurt and that's it. But I never like looked at the calories. I never like worried about like what I was eating. It was just like how much I was eating type of thing. So once I was in college, that's when it really started because then I started watching like fitness YouTubers. I started working at the YMCA where like a lot of those people were watching fitness YouTubers and everything during that time. And this is when we like met as well, like during that period where everybody was doing, if it fits your macros. So that is when like, I started struggling with like how much I was eating and like, not even like in a healthy way, it was like, oh, well, like Oreos fit into my macros. So like, I'm going to eat Oreos or like, I'm going to save all of my macros for the day to eat this Ben and Jerry's like ice cream. Mm-hmm. So like, that's when like tracking and stuff started for me. It started with, if it fits my macros. So I think that yours is pretty similar too. Yeah. I would say growing up, I, you know, when I was younger, I can't say I ever really looked at like calories and things like that. But as I got, I would say into like middle school, high school, I, I did always struggle with weight. That's something I've always struggled with. I've always been considered overweight as a child. Um, and doctors told me I was overweight as a child, um, and things like that. So I've always been very conscious of food. Um, I am very grateful. My parents did not, you know, never told me you need to lose weight or you're unhealthy or like you never should. put you on a diet. Yes. Because I've had, I had friends, parents that did do that. And so right. I'm so grateful that my parents did not. Um, so shout out to you, mom and dad. <laughs> but I think that, um, it was definitely when I was in college and I started, you know, if it's your macros, that's where it really got very obsessive for me um, for the first time in my life where I was looking at everything, every morsel, mm-hmm. every, where am I from? Every morsel that I was printed in my body, including like my coffee creamer, the, the amount of wine. I only could have four ounces because that's what I weighed out. Like so mm-hmm. intense. <laughs> yes. It was like. And like the food choices, I think were changed because of it too, during that time, just because of like how YouTube was, it was like, I would only eat like egg whites whites. and I would eat, yeah, turkey sausage. Um, But then again, it was like the same, it was like the Lenny and Larry cookies that are like garbage, like literal trash. No offense, Lenny and Larry, if you're listening, (laughs) like, but your cookies are trash. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're tuning in. You're sitting here canceled, Mary. Um. But yeah, it was like, even things like that where like, I was choosing foods based off of like what I was watching on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but with the numbers thing, I remember putting into, if it fits my macros and like, I would be like, oh, I want to like, I'm at this weight. I want to lose this much weight. And it would be like 40 pounds or something. And my macros were like literally nothing. Like then I would try to go work out and I was probably eating like 
1100 calories, 1200 calories based on like, if it fits my macros, I had like little to no protein, like in order to do the workouts that I was doing at the time, which was like bodybuilding, like power or not power lifting, but like lifting heavy. Um, and that's like, honestly, what like spiraled me into like, like, I mean, you could probably do it now. You go to the grocery store, you see something that you used to eat, you know, exactly how many calories are in it. You know, exactly what the macros are on it. Yeah. Oh, I used to eat that because it was, you know, 10 carbs, three protein, one fat. Yeah. And I feel like, too, like I'm sorry, go ahead. Finish. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I feel like too, for me, like at that point, I feel like I was eating a, a decent amount of protein. Cause I was doing a lot of protein shakes and stuff like that, which thinking back on, I mean, unless protein's in a smoothie. Also, now, I did that. Unless protein's in a smoothie. Now I can't do it. Like I, and it was like the generic way before yeah. they had all these companies like that yeah. made like really good protein. It's like, you were just drinking generic way protein yeah, and like milk. in a shaker bottle. Yeah. Like that's how I feel about that. Um, yeah. And so it's like, at that point I was getting protein, but I also feel like with a lot of the macro counting and stuff like that, I was taking in so much protein, like probably didn't need that much and yeah. such a low, <clears throat> such a low fat. Like how, how is this balanced for anyone? First of all. Um, but I was the yeah. same thing, you know, if I could fit it in, especially like treats like Lennon, Len, Lennon Lair, <laughs> our old friends, Lennon Lair, um, our friends. <laughs> like, I remember they had these like little brownies too, which I don't know if you ever tried the brownies. Mm-hmm. They had like little frosting. And yeah. Stuff. It was like half of a brownie was a serving, but if I had two, I got That's a lot of cookies were too. Yeah. Oh yeah. But if I had both sides of that brownie, cause the brownies were small, the cookies are at least like a decent size. Brownies aren't that big. But who's going to break a cookie in half and then save half for later in the little container? Anyways, continue. I digress. And I remember like, well, I'm getting so much protein. So this is, this is fine. It's also full of a bunch of other fucking shit. <laughs> like you should be. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, so meticulous about what you're putting in and weighing out. And oh my God, that food scale. I live mm-hmm. by it lived by it. Yes. I still measure things, you know, now, especially if I'm, you know, having something that is heavier or I'm baking, you know, baking or something like that. Yes. Obviously for certain recipes and things, but you don't, you should never have to, I feel like meticulously measure out every drink you're having every X, Y, and Z you're having like, like vegetables, yes, fruit, spinach. Like, yeah. It's like, are you kidding? Yeah. Now I like pour the whole spinach bag into the pan and it is one leaf at the end. So it's truly spinach is the worst. <laughs> but um, I mean, but that's how like so on that topic of like weighing everything out, like that's why when I moved over to like doing beach body, that was also very detrimental because they've got a container system for oh, like portion right. control. Mm-hmm. But it's like the same thing. Like you're you're basically demonizing foods that you could eat, like I could eat a whole thing, like a whole head of romaine lettuce and it's not going to matter. Like almost all of it is water. Right. You know, like, I think that if it fits your macros, like containers, weighing things, it demonizes food a lot. And I think that that's like something that also on top of like the numbers thing, it made me over obsessed with like, what's good for you and what's bad for you. And it also made like carbs and fats, which you need like it kind of demonized those like yeah it like kind of demonized like oh I went over on my fat like that's bad like just because I feel like the word fat also has like such a bad connotation yeah so it's like when I would like be eating my fats it's like those were foods that I decided like I deemed them bad right 
you know even like like olive oil I always thought was like Satan like carbs like you like lived for your high carb day yeah you know and that's not the way that you should be looking at food yeah and I think for some people like tracking and and things like that maybe be really may be really beneficial, but especially you and I were coming at it in more of a weight loss fashion. And I think especially then on top of it, the fact that we are easily consumed by numbers made Mm -hmm. it difficult. Some people I'm sure can be losing weight, can track, they never get obsessed. You know, you know what I mean? Like they can track it. All right, cool. That's where I'm at today. Move on. That obviously not where you and I had been. And so I'm definitely like, we, I just wanted to say really quick, like we're definitely not saying like never do this and never do that and never count your macros. Like I understand some people do that to get to their goals Mm -hmm. and do it in a healthy way. I think, yeah, I know people who have tracked, like since I started tracking back in like 2011, like I know people who have tracked for 10 years and it is not an issue for them. Yeah. Like it's their way of life. It is how they do things and it's healthy. Like the way that they're eating is healthy. I just think that if you are, and I think that what you said too, we are coming at it in a weight loss, but we are coming at it in a fast weight loss. Like we didn't want to lose continue. Like we wanted all of that fat gone. Like now, like we wanted to lose all that weight immediately. Our goal, our, our quote unquote goal weight now. Yeah. And I think that that's where it's detrimental. Whereas obviously you can make anything into a lifestyle and that is not what we were doing with it. No. Ours was like a get get skinny quick fix, yeah. you know. Exactly. Or like be like and I don't remember who it was that did it first because I know a few people have done it, but like <clears throat> Whitney Simmons and Remy Ashton have done videos like this now where they go back and they do their diet that they did when they first started and it's crazy the amount that they were not eating. Mm-hmm. It was crazy like and they apologize because they were also following people who were doing this stuff and they thought it was the right way to do it. And they apologize for putting it out there to people because they were like, I should have never suggested this. Like, I know that Remy took hers down. I'm not sure if Whitney had taken hers down, but Remy went back and like deleted any of those videos that she had because she saw them as so detrimental to people. She's like, I don't want someone to come to my page and see like my weight loss journey. She's like, and then try to mimic it because it was so unhealthy. And I think that, I think there was, it may have been Buff Bunny, Heidi Summers, I think is her name. Um, She came out and said like, she would film her what I eat in a days, but then she would go eat more food. Mm. Like things that she wasn't showing people, like what she actually was eating. And it's like, she apologized for it, obviously, but like it's so detrimental to watch things like that and not know that they're like going and having alcohol that night or they're going and having popcorn before bed. You know, I think that everybody's trying to be this like picture perfect, like fitness guru Yeah, that like, you can't do that. Like it's not helpful to people. Yeah. And I think too, like, I remember in the one that Whitney did, it was like, also looking back though, she was so early in her journey. Like she was, yeah. And I'm sure Remy was the same way. Like, Mm -hmm. like, just like we can look back on ourselves now and be like, wow, that was like, we really learned from that process. Like they, they're real humans too. Like they did that too. And I think that's why sometimes what I eat in a day is I love them because I get recipe ideas, but can Mm -hmm. also for some people be so detrimental because some people think this is how I have to eat. 
but it's like, no, take maybe a recipe you like, or how maybe a, a kind of how they generally lay out their day, but yeah. we all have different bodies. You got to figure out what's good for your body. Yeah. And social media is kind of bad in that sense because it's a highlight reel. And I think everybody knows that now. And they're not showing you the days that they like binge. Right. Or they're not showing you like the night out that they had. Like you're allowed to have, you know, go and have tacos or something. You know what I mean? Like go out and have a meal that maybe is like off your plan or like not the healthiest thing in the world. But like that's part of life and that's balance. And that's not what you're seeing when you're watching these things. Cause obviously like, and it's no hate to Whitney because her platform is based on like fit tips. Right. So like, she's not gonna sit there and tell you like, oh yeah. And I think that she does it now actually. Like she's very honest about like her snacks and her candy and her like all the things that she eats. But like for a lot of those people, like they put out specific content. Like you're going there to see specific content. So they're not gonna show you you know, things that are off brand for that, right. You know, topic, like she's not going to show you that she like is eating a box of candy or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When she's talking about like working out and what to do to get back on track and, you know, it's just not part of the topic. And so I think that that's what people like, I don't know how to say it, but like, I think people are like disappointed in these people when they don't do that, but it's like, okay, you're not going to go to like, I don't know, the target employee is not going to be telling you that they got all of their shit from Walmart. Right. You know what I mean? It's like not on brand for you. Like you're not going to solicit things that are not yours. You know, like when I worked at bank A, I wasn't telling them that I bank at bank B, you know, like you're on brand. You say that you, you like the thing that you're doing and you're at the place that like, does that make sense what I'm saying? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I just feel like people like get so angry at these like fitness YouTubers or like health people because they're like on brand and it's like, yeah, she's trying to help you decide like in her what I eat in a day, like here are some healthy meals that you can make, you know, and then when she does her like TikTok treats that I found, you know, like that, like she also has those things that she'll like snack on or like have it's like sometimes it just doesn't make it into the one video because it's a specific topic yeah or it's a specific day and Mm -hmm. it's like sometimes you don't always have a bunch of snacks in your day other days you snack more like exactly that's just so yeah but I guess back on topic of like the numbers with eating I think that there are people and I've tried multiple different ways of tracking and I don't think I can do it Uh, I've definitely realized this year. Um, and I think that we've been on a pretty similar journey of like the macros and then kind of more looking at calories. And then obviously Mm -hmm. this year and the last year or a lot of that last year I was doing Weight Watchers and the last year you and I both started doing eye trap bites Mm -hmm. kind of starting into this year. And then after celestial diet and really just intuitively eating while, yes, I don't feel like I'm exactly at that point. I was then I feel more in tune with my body, with my cues, my hunger cues, things like that. Um, then I used to be to be more into deleting, but I realized like for me, that is such or more of a healthy way of eating and living. Cause if I start tracking, it's so easy for me to get very obsessed or like, I know we talked about this before with, I track bites, you have certain daily points. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes those daily points only got me 1100 calories. I know. Yeah. That's same. 
Yeah. So, but and, if I'm eating more, I'm going negative my points. And then in my head, I'm like, well, now I'm bad. Cool. Yeah. I think that there's a very demonizing thing with tracking, at least for me, where it's like, okay, I had for breakfast, I had half a cup or not half a cup, a, a fourth a cup. Maybe it was half a cup. I don't fucking know. Of oatmeal. Um, and then I had a banana and I had that in there. I put some cinnamon on it. Like that's not an unhealthy breakfast. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, well, the banana is four points or four bites. And it's like, so maybe I shouldn't add that to my meal. Instead, I should just have it plain because that's going to take away from my points or bites or whatever. I think that for me, it's very hard to see things. And like, that's why the celestial diet helped a lot because I was eating so much, mm-hmm. like so much. And it like, it changed my energy levels. It changed like me wanting to snack. Like I didn't feel that need. Yeah. Um, I think that with tracking, it's always just been about like thinking about it so much to a point where like, I would either a like binge mm-hmm. B I'd snack on stuff that I shouldn't be, or I would negate like eating nutrition, like nutritional foods to be so that I could fit in the snacks. Like it was always about like cheating myself instead of just eating, you know, good food. And I, like I said, like, I shouldn't have to only have half of a banana. I can have a whole banana if I want to, like, that's not unhealthy. Yeah. And like John and I talked about this because like his mom is very much, um, someone who has decided that certain foods are bad, like white pasta. Like, yeah, you shouldn't eat plain like regular pasta yeah like all the time but like it's not bad for you like we've made foods into these bad foods or like using butter or using salt like obviously don't use a ton but like you're allowed to use those things like I said like I demonized olive oil it was like how like because all those videos were like well these are the things that you're not tracking and that's where you're in to make to fry up your foods in your pan water or like coconut oil which like I am not a fan of coconut oil I know a lot of people like it it makes everything taste like coconut to me like it just doesn't it takes away from the food itself I can't use it but like coconut oil has over the amount of fat sometimes than like uh, like the little bit of olive oil that you're putting in your pan yeah like it's they're both healthy fats yeah like that's what it is so I just think that like with tracking for me specifically if I would have tracked all of the celestial diet and that's probably the healthiest I've eaten all year, like it would have if I would have, it would have been way over. Yeah. So, so my bites for the day. Amount. Yeah. Well, and like, who was I talking to? It might've been Sam Pinson's mm-hmm. um, during my wedding week. She was asking me like, she was just like helping me out and stuff. Cause I was like, well, now I'm on my period. I'm about to like get married. Like I'm stressed, like I'm bloating. And I was like texting with her and she's like, well, how many calories are you consuming? And I was like, well, 1500. And I like told her my whole life. And she's like, you're for all the, like the working out that you're doing. She goes, you are not eating enough. Right. She goes, and what, like, tell me like some of your meals that you're having during the day. And I like was telling her and it was just like, she like broke it down for me in a way that like made sense. She's like, you're not getting the nutritional value out of your food. Like you're not eating enough for what you're actually doing. Like if I was just like walking during the week, maybe sure. Like maybe that's enough food for me, but like if I'm going and like heavy lifting and going and running, yeah, like exactly. It's like, you need food for fuel. Yeah. Like that is something that only this year I'm actually realizing. Yeah. Like you need to feed your body or else that's the reason that you're snacking in between stuff or the reason you're tired. Exactly. So it's just like, I might actually do the celestial diet again um, come the new year, 
just to kind of get my mind back on track with that because I think that doing the tracking and the and I know you stopped tracking right around that same time it's like I think that doing all of that just makes us more stressed about food yeah yeah and it makes me start putting things into good and bad categories which Mm -hmm. like and I I so many people do it and like I've heard so many people talk about this too we do not have good and bad foods. Foods cannot hold that type of value. They are mm-hmm. just food at the end of the day. Yeah. They are just a source of fuel. Maybe they're not the best source of fuel. Maybe they are a great source of fuel, but it's just a source of fuel at the end of the day. And so yeah. like, we should not be putting these type of labels on it. And I think having that realization too this year has really helped me like with oil and butter and things like that. Like, no, it's not the greatest nutritional value ever, but it's also, I need fat in order to fuel. So this tablespoon. It's also, yeah. It's like, I'm not sitting here like chowing down on a whole fun size bag of Snickers bars, you know, like, which is fine sometimes, but like, it's still like good nutritional food. It's not like you said, it's not the best for you, but like, it's a healthy fat. It's, you know, something that's going to make your food taste better to you. Like, I think that some people will like drink a energy drink and then like have a protein bar and that's considered healthy, but using butter to cook with is not right. Like, how does that make sense? I like some of the energy bars or protein bars are out there. It's garbage. For you. Yeah. So oh my God. remember quest bars. Yeah. Like the chewy quest, like You're the old like, quest. Oh my God. Yeah. Even like recently, Brandon, like he eats cliff bars a lot and he was like, I realized there's like 21 grams of sugar in this. That's a lot of sugar. Oh, really? Yeah, and like about the regular cliff. chocolate chip cliff bars. And so this weekend he was like, can you try to find me something else to try? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much was in one bar. And so it's yeah. like, you know, things like that. It's like, you'd think cliff well-known brand, they're going to be so healthy. And yes, it's healthier than I'm sure other things are, mm-hmm. you know, but look at, you know, look, there's a lot of sugar. Why is the sugar in here? You know, looking at those things yeah. and not saying cliff, you're bad because you have sugar because but there's a time and a place for it. Maybe that is a great protein bar for them because it actually Mm -hmm. boosts their sugars. Then, you know, some people need that, but if you're just looking for a protein bar to actually stay satiated, you don't need sugar in that. Well, and like cliff bars are like directed towards people who usually like go and like hike and stuff too. So it's like, there's a time and place for all these different foods and stuff. And like the sugar could be to continue having you go, or maybe you have low blood sugar, like you said, and you need that. And it's a healthier source than having like a candy bar. Right. But I definitely think that demonizing food is not the way to go about it, but thinking about it, like in the way that you just said, it's like, maybe it is the low blood sugar and that's why it has so much sugar in it. Cause it's a good snack for that. But like Brandon, he can go and find a different one, right? You know, he doesn't need the sugar. So it's like, he can go find something better right. for himself, but that doesn't mean that that bar is bad for everybody. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's sometimes the hardest part is being like, this isn't bad for everybody or this isn't a bad brand or bad company or bad food it's just Mm -hmm. not the one for me yeah not gonna help me it's not giving my body the nutrients I need yes and I think getting to that point with food is very hard um Mm -hmm. once you get to it it really helps just see that like we were saying that food is just foolish (laughs) I'm sorry what is food food is just fuel (laughs) Yeah, you said food is just foolish. And I was like, oh, okay. Can't, don't agree with that, but okay. Well, I'm going to stop eating and that's just what we're doing. <laughs> it's foolish. How dare you? How dare you eat that? 
food is just fuel at the end of the day. That's what I was trying to say. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and like I said, I think that especially when I'm tracking, there's so much emotion that goes into my food too, that if food is supposed to be fuel, it's not supposed to be an emotional thing that we have. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I am tracking and looking at numbers and things like that, it turns into this, like, how can I fit this in? Because yeah. I really want it. And like becoming like this emotional attachment to that food or thinking about it all day because I know that I can have it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's definitely an issue, but let's move. Yes. I feel like we could talk for food for days yeah. about food for days. Let's move on to another number of sessions. So, so this one actually hit me hard. I was going to talk about the scale. Is that where you go? Yeah, that's where I was going to. Mm -hmm. So this one hit me hard last week because I talked about this on our last one. I've probably talked about this a thousand and one times. Everyone's probably so sick of me talking about my period, but like, (laughs) I I have it every month. I I have literally talked to John so many times. He goes, is this something that like you want me to like, cause I was like, I need to tell you something. And he's like, is it about your period again? (laughs) I was like, maybe um just because okay so a little backstory of why this period was different than all of my other periods in the past is that after my wedding I was supposed to get like a virtual appointment for my birth control but like because of the wedding and everything like that I never saw the notification of that so like my birth control didn't come after my wedding so I like already had my period on my like on my wedding week and then like that's when you're supposed to start your next pill is like after your Right. period. So like my pack didn't come. So I've been off birth control for about a month because I was waiting for my period to come. And this, the, re- the whole reason I ever went on to birth control was because I have such bad periods. And so anyways, so with that, I've had the worst period of my life, like worst, like bloating, cramps, backache, like the worst of the worst kind of period. So what does, you know, stupid me do is I hop on a scale during that time when I know that I'm on my period and I know that I'm not feeling good about myself and that number, and it hasn't bothered me in a very long time, but I was basically back up to like the weight I was like before I lost weight. Mm -hmm. So like that really irritated me, but like I had to tell myself, and luckily we had the challenge last week where I should talk positively to myself. So for me, I really had to like, I like sat in my bathroom, like very upset. And I was like, okay, you're on your period. Like women can gain like up to 10 pounds on their period just because of everything going on in your body. Like you've obviously been eating like crap lately because of like having your period and things like, I just hadn't been smart about it. I hadn't worked out recently. Like I was in a funk. Um, and I just like sat there like talking to myself about like all the reasons that the scale could have gone up. And it's like, I let that number bother me that whole morning because of like, because of what? Right. Like now a week later, I don't have my period anymore. I'm not bloated. Like the scale is back to where it was supposed to, like where it was before, where it's supposed to be, where it was before. Um, I feel better about myself. I feel better in my skin. Like there's no like weight gain that I can see in myself. And even if the scale said the same number, you know, it's like nothing changed with me. Right. Like, it's not like I gained and like, that's why I love seeing those things where it's like, um, like this is a pound of fat. Mm -hmm. Like, are you still upset about like losing a pound? Right. And it's like that kind of stuff with the number on the scale, like it really shouldn't matter because like it could be too much water that you had that day, or like you had a bunch of water that day Hmm. or you ate a bigger meal or you worked out and you're gaining muscle, like muscle 
weighs stuff too. Like your body is your bone density, your fat and your muscle. Like that is what your body composition is made up of. And that's also like all of that stuff weighs like something. Right. And it's going to change in weight too. If you have more mm-hmm. water, less water, more food, less food, etc. Yeah. And I've been lifting lately. So like I haven't lifted heavy in a very long time. So like my leg muscles have been mostly like leaning out from doing more cardio-based workouts. So it's like, you also can weigh more after you do a heavy lift, even if it's not like you gaining muscle in that exact second, but like you can feel bloated after you do a a big lift. You know, there's so many different things that your body like does to take care of you that like that number on the scale shouldn't matter that much. Like obviously like it's data. So I like weighing myself, but like having that emotional connection to it is what's so bad for you. Yeah. And I know that's why like a lot of people threw their scales out, you know? And I was, oh, I didn't have a scale for a couple of years. And I think Mm -hmm. I moved to this place. I think I, right before I moved to this place, I had actually gotten one again. Um, But for a while I didn't have one because when I was in that healthy mind or unhealthy mindset with the macro tracking and stuff like that, I was so obsessed with weighing myself and seeing the scale move. And if it didn't move, I was so discouraged and blah, blah, blah. And I need to get to mm-hmm. a goal weight. Now I'm like, no, I don't have a goal weight. Like, I, and I think I've told you this before. Yes. I have an idea of where I'd like to be, but mm-hmm. if I get to 10 pounds heavier, let's say than I, where I think I may want to be. And I feel really comfortable with my body. Great. That's where I'm going to kind of maintain then, you know? So I think that that has definitely shifted, but, you know, use the scale, like you were saying as data, not as something to base your self-worth on or Mm -hmm. things like that. And if you are really obsessed with the scale, I would say, take a break. Like I took a couple year break from a scale and that has really helped me because now I weigh in on Mondays. I'm weighing in. If I lose weight, great. If I don't, fine. But I know I'm taking healthy habits so that I can lose weight because obviously that is my goal right now to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Not a bad thing. That's where I want to no. be. I know I can be a healthier version of myself. And I use the scale to, to help me not even see if I'm getting to a healthier version of myself, but to see am I making progress on this goal? And some weeks you don't. And that's okay. That's life. We've all got stressful weeks. We all have weeks where we eat too much and Mm -hmm. we have weeks where we got our period as women, you know, we're all going to have these things. Every week's not going to be perfect. And if you base the fact that you quote unquote gained five pounds because you ate more this week, but you also needed it because you were really, you know, stressed or whatever, you know, was going on in your life. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah. Eat better next week. And I exactly, it will probably change again. Yeah. I think that it's okay. So my in-laws have a scale that's definitely wrong. Um, I love those so calls. yeah. So it says that I am 10 pounds lighter than I am. And I know that that's not true because I've used multiple scales and my scale is like the same one that's at the gym. It gives me the same weight, like yeah. give or take a pound. Yeah. But then I like went and like stepped on their scale and it says that I'm 10 pounds lighter, which sure. is, you know, great, <laughs> you know, but it gives you this like serotonin in your brain, which is how I know that scales are unhealthy to me. Because when I weighed myself on that scale before knowing that I was broken, it like shot the serotonin to my like brain. And I was so happy. Yeah. And over what? Like I looked exactly the fucking same as I did the last time I weighed myself. Right. So like clearly nothing changed. So like in my head, why am I so excited over this number when like my body literally looks exactly the same? Yeah. 
like if I looked at myself and I had a six pack, like sure, different, you know, but like I look exactly the same. So why is that number being 10 pounds less making me feel so good? Right. Why are you feeling rewarded by this? Exactly. When yeah. it's like, I can see myself and I know that like, I look exactly the same. Yeah. And it's like the, with the scale too, like tune into, like I was saying, how you actually feel in your body. Mm-hmm. Like, again, we're all different. We're all different heights. We're all different sizes. 140 yeah. pounds on someone might look great. And 140 pounds on someone else may look like they're, you know, quote unquote overweight, you know, because yeah. they're shorter or, you know, they have a different body composition whatever. So, you know, it's, I think that and I think things have been changing, like, especially around like goal weight and stuff like that. Sure. Obviously people still have one. And I, and, and, and I don't think that's ever going to necessarily change in the fitness industry, but you know, I think it's healthy to have something that you're working towards, but don't be so set on that number. Because like I was saying, maybe you're going to get to a point that is a little bit more, or maybe a little bit less and mm-hmm. your body feels prime. That's where you feel yeah. good. You feel comfortable. You feel like you can grow here. You can maintain yeah. here. That's what's important. Not what yeah. that is. Well, and I remember when I first started like heavy lifting and like working out and like being like overly obsessed with like the gym and stuff that I had gained like 20 pounds. Like I looked phenomenal, but I had gained 20 pounds like from doing different workouts and lifting and gaining different muscle and things like that. And I loved the way that my body looked at that point, but not now I love what my body looked like at that point during that time. I hated myself still, but even now, like I know that the scale can stay the same. And that's why I think you and I are very much like progress picture people, Mm -hmm. because I want my body to aesthetically look a certain way, but at the same time, like there's things that I know I'm never going to lose like fat wise, or like my body is never going to look like Whitney Simmons. Right. Like there are things that I know about myself now that I know aren't going to change because of the way that I live my life. And because I'm never going to just give up drinking with my sister or, you know, going out to a, like a fast food place with John or, you know what I mean? Like there's things that I'm never going to give up in my life because I love them. And that's where like my progress is going to stop. But I think that like, if right now, another reason that the scale like bothered me is because I know that I haven't been working out. I know that I haven't been eating properly. Like, and those are things that I can change whether or not the scale changes. Sure. That makes sense. And I think like, that's, you know, like what you had mentioned in the beginning with measurements. I think that's why sometimes measurements can be important because for me, I like progress pictures. I see more of a difference in a measurement than I do in a scale sometimes, especially if you are lifting and gaining muscle because you're losing fat, but you're gaining muscle. So, you know, your, your body's changing, but you know, obviously things are still happening. So I think that sometimes measurements can be so much more helpful, but again, it's numbers. So I'm, I've never been obsessed with measurements personally. They've always been a, more of a helpful thing to me, but I'm sure there's people that are obsessed with, can I get my waist down to, you know, 37 inches or 36, you know, whatever they yeah. want. Yeah. I've never had measurement goals for myself personally. Um, but I'm, I'm sure there's people that have. Yeah. How do you I feel agree. about measurements? I was just thinking about the fact that like, I really like data when it comes to like, so like at my gym, there's, um, I don't know what the machine is called, but you probably have seen them at other gyms where it like measures like your body composition in your legs and stuff and like your arms. And like, it tells you like how much muscle percentage is in each arm. So I like, I like that too, on top of measurements, because like, 
obviously like for me like one thing that I like love to measure is like when I'm trying to build my glutes I'm like let's put an inch back on my like on my butt you know like I love seeing that and I love like even for like clothing wise I think that measurements help a lot because I don't like at Target they have a sale on their jeans right now and the measurements make no sense to how jeans usually are like width wise so it says like one of the jeans said it was a size four, but it was a 30 width or a 30 waist, not width, um, which usually that's not the case. Like I could fit in like an eight, which is like a 28, I think around mm-hmm. usually. So I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, and so I think that also with like buying clothes, like measuring, like, especially for like bras, like you have to measure your bust. Like, so even outside of just like weight loss or weight gain, like, I think that measurements can be super helpful because I think that tags on clothes lately are not an accurate representation of what the size truly is. Yeah. And I think that it also helps with like going into like numbers on clothes. I think that it helps to know your measurements because, okay, say I'm a 10 in American Eagle, but then I'm a eight in Target. Right. But then sometimes their eight Every is brand. a 10 or is a 12 or is, you know what I mean? Like all of the, like, I know we talked about it in our clothing episode where like this one girl took all these shorts from different stores and like laid them on top of each other, all different sizes, but they were all the same size around. Right there. So I think that like knowing your measurements for clothes too, can kind of take that like sadness that you get when you like go up a size or something and make it into something where it's just like, okay, these are measurements. Like, this is it. Like maybe a four is a 10 here and maybe a, you know, like, I just don't think that anything adds up anymore with like those like two, four, six, eight, ten 10, right. like measurements. So I think that that also can help like when you're measuring to bring out like the stigma behind clothing sizes too. Yeah. And like, yeah, we mentioned in our clothing episode, but every brand is different with their sizing. Like there's mm-hmm. not a universal standard sizing. Like, mm-hmm. So it's like when you go to the UK too, when you buy from like the UK, yeah, sizing is completely different. Right. And I think, yeah, you know, it's like, I remember growing up target, their clothes always used to run smaller. And so it was Mm -hmm. like, you know, at Walmart or, you know, at Kohl's or whatever, I might be this side, but at target, I had to go up two sizes. It's like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Like I thought I was doing, you know, that I was progressing and now I'm here and these are big, Mm -hmm. I have to buy a bigger size. No different clothing brand that happened to run smaller. But then you look at it too and like it'll say like the measurements of right. like the actual thing and it's probably the same size as the ones that you were looking at at Kohl's you know what I mean like that's why I think that measurements are very important for so many other things besides like weight loss like I think that it is a better representation of losing weight than the scale can be sometimes because there's so many different factors that come in mm-hmm. but at the same time like I think that it can also take away the stigma of clothing sizes definitely definitely and I feel like you know just kind of tying all of it together. Like, like we've said, you know, data, it can be really good for you and good for your journey, but you know, figure out how you work best with that data. Mm -hmm. Maybe some types of data don't work for you. Like tracking doesn't work for us. We've learned, you know, over many years and maybe the scale is something that works great for you. Maybe measuring that works great for you. Like, I think it's important to be able to track progress, obviously, because we all want to change. Well, most people want to change and that's a great thing. Um, but it's, you know, really how you're mentally thinking about that change and using those, those tools, um, mm-hmm. you know, are you, cause if you're obsessed with the, you know, the food or the scale or something like that, that's at the end of the day, not going to help you cause you're stuck 
on being so obsessed mm-hmm. with those numbers. Or like the one thing that we didn't really touch upon, but is very important with numbers is like everybody's talking about like throw away your Apple Watch type of stuff, mm-hmm. which like the Apple Watch honestly doesn't bother me with yeah. the data on there, like because I do see it as just data. And I do like the reminders to like get up and walk around and like, you know, that kind of stuff. But I know that like that's really detrimental to other people too. Sure. It's just like how much you're tracking. Yeah. Like I think if you're tracking your food, you have your Apple Watch tracking your exercise, you have, you know, the scale. And like I think that you have to find the the things that work for you. And sometimes that you can't have all too much data like it's it's a lot and it can overrule your whole life like it can take over your mindset right like you know I like my Apple watch I use it again for data like I'm like seeing my steps and things like that um Mm -hmm. but it's like for me measurements weekly quick weigh in those work great for me uh being obsessed with making sure I get steps and being obsessed with food I've learned doesn't work great for me. So I have, I don't, I don't work. I don't worry about those things anymore. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that there's just some things you have to take a step back. And if you do any of these things and it does bother you, like maybe you are team throw away the scale, like maybe that like for your mentality or, or your mental health, like you can't have that fine. Maybe you can't have a food scale. Maybe you can't track in the apps. Like me and Holly, we've tried doing I've tried tracking in so many different ways I did if it fits your macro macros macros um I've done beach body with the portion control containers like I've done the weighing your food I've done I track bites everything like we've tried so many different things and it just does not work for us like that's just how we like work mentally you know with food and things like that like we have an issue with food like that's what we're trying to overcome so doing those things are just going to continue to break down that yeah yeah. Exactly. So I think that if you know that these numbers bother you, then maybe you stop doing that. Yeah. hundred percent. And I know that can be hard because like, obviously tracking is there for a purpose. Like it can help a lot of people, but I think that if it's not helping you, then it's time to like give or it up and find something else. If you're unsure, is, is this becoming a, an unhealthy habit for me? Like tracking, let's say stop doing it for a week, stop doing it for two weeks, see how you feel. Cause if you're feeling like, oh, now I'm feeling so lost and so overwhelmed with food, then okay, well maybe it's not bad for you, but if yeah. you're feeling really free and like, you're just feeling so good in your body, maybe that's a sign you shouldn't be tracking anymore. Agreed. I think, you know, trying things out and, and seeing, you know, of these tools and, and resources, which ones do work for you and which ones don't and leave the ones that don't behind. You don't need them. We don't all need to use million different things to track our progress just because everyone else is doing those things. Yeah, exactly. So with that, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. I think it was something that's talked about in passing, but not really like dug into with numbers. And I know that like a lot of like data things and like throwing away the scale and getting rid of your Apple watch, like that's kind of circling right now, but I think that there's definitely healthier ways to go about it. And I'm glad that we chose this topic today. Yeah, definitely. And if you guys want to maybe share where you've been with any of this stuff, we would love to hear from you. Um, Where can people find us on Instagram? Uh, They can find us on Instagram at getfittywithitpod or they can email us at 
get fitty with a pod at gmail.com you look like a deer in headlights when I asked that question because I realized we didn't say that on our last episode that we recorded today it's so I was like oh my god we forgot I, I did realize that as I was thinking about asking it I realized we didn't mention it in the last one but that's okay I think people by now by now know where they can where we are but yeah. you know we just want to make sure you guys know because like we've said before we love interacting with the you know, you guys that are listening to the episodes, whether we know you personally or not. And so I would love to hear, because this is something that you and I have both been in and out of struggles mm-hmm. with. So I'd love to hear how you guys feel about numbers and data and, you know, just what we're, how you've overcome or are trying to overcome any of those, yeah. you know, struggles that you have. Definitely. But before I close this up, Holly, I want you to give the people, what the hell is on my computer? Chocolate? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Melted chocolate on my computer. I want you to give the people for this week a mantra to go into their week with because hopefully you guys are listening to this on Monday. But even if it's Wednesday, even if it's Friday, it is never too late to like start a mantra with you. Yeah, to yeah. start over, you know. So yeah. go ahead, Holly. Let me put okay. you on the spot here. Clean the, You're fine. The I'm coffee or the chocolate energy here. The mantra I want you guys to go into your week with. I want you to feel into this. No matter the day, no matter the week, no matter the month you're having, you're supported by the universe. You have a choice every day to lead yourself in the direction that you want to take. And I want you to find whatever you need to help become more balanced. And if that is this week, maybe working on more mental health, working on more physical health, working on dental health, whatever it is, start to bring in one thing this week to help yourself become more balanced and to the version of yourself that you want to be. That's, that's I, I love that. So With that, we hope you guys love this episode. Let me know how that affirmation goes with you or mantra goes for you, how you feel into it. And with that, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.